Hola, and welcome to Latino Book Chat. I am your host, Cristian Meneses Jacobs. We invite you to participate in our conversations with Latino authors, illustrators, and others who share their insights into the book publishing industry. Adriana Erin Rivera is a New Jersey-raised author of Puerto Rican descent. Her writing has been published in Bazaar Magazine, Metro New York, Latina Magazine, at Footwear News. She's also a singer and songwriter and has written theatrical pieces that have been performed on New York City stages. Her latest middle grade historical fiction book, Paloma's Song for Puerto Rico, A Diary from 1898, is a collaboration with the Smithsonian Institution's National Museum for the American Latino. It is 1898 and 12-year-old Paloma lives in Puerto Rico with her papi, mama, and little brother, Jorge. They're coffee farmers, and Paloma loves the goat chickens and fruit trees that she helps to care for. But Paloma's world begins to change when the U.S. soldiers invade Puerto Rico, long controlled by Spain. In diary format, the Nuestras Voces series profiles inspiring characters and honors the joys, challenges, and outcomes of Latino experiences. Latino Book Chat welcomes Adriana Erin Rivera. Thank you for chatting with us today. Hi, Christian. So it's nice to be here. Thank you for joining us. What motivated you to write historical fiction story for children about Puerto Rico, specifically in 1898? I was approached by Capstone Publishing and the Smithsonian Institution's um, Nuestras Voces book series. So they wanted to write this series for children ages 8 through 12 that focuses on Latin American his experiences through history. And um, they had this idea that it would be for a 12-year-old girl from Puerto Rico during 1898. And that was all I had to go with. Um, <laughs> and so I ran with that concept and I built around it and developed the story further. I felt that Paloma having a creative outlet was going to be such an important part of her character. You know, music is so ingrained in Puerto Rican culture, so I, I needed to weave that in somehow. So that was really important. And then I wanted to tell a hopeful story because this is a historically accurate. It's the Spanish-American War, right? So it's a very grim time in Puerto Rican history. So I wanted to tell it with some hope and some inspiration, some positivity somehow throughout this time. That was really important to me. Otherwise, it would be very a very sad story. Um, <laughs> um, it would be very turbulent and difficult to tell. And it's interesting because the Smithsonian Museum at their American History Museum in Washington, D.C., they have an exhibit called Presente. Mm -hmm. And they had acquired some musical instruments and artifacts and objects from daily life in Puerto Rico from 1898. And I was able to incorporate those into the story as well. So... That was exciting because I went to the exhibit and I saw all these pieces from the Wars of Expansion display. And I was like, that's in my book. That's in my book. And that's <laughs> in my book, too. It was really great. And it all came together. And it was all just really exciting. That is so cool. You know, I wanted to know how the Smithsonian National Museum of the American Latino find out about you and how, how that came about. Sure. Do you have an agent that recommended you? Yeah, so I have good author friends. That's what I'll say. I have really good mm -hmm. author friends. Um, one author really recommended me. I was highly recommended for this book. They had been reached out to about the um, project. And they said, you know, I know someone who'd be really good at this project. So who could tell the story with the hope and the inspiration that they were really looking for and that tone and 
telling a story about a young a young person and and they said okay well let's check her out so, <laughs> so they looked into me and I we had a conversation about the whole project I sent them a pitch and they seemed to love it so that was that's how it came to be Oh, wow. See, it's always good to have those friends, right? <laughs> it's good to have good friends, yes. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So when I was uh, reading the story, I thought it was interesting that you decided to write it in a diary form. Why did you decide to do that? Well, the diary from 1898 is about the days leading up to the to the invasion of Puerto Rico by the American military. So really dealing with the days that lead up to it was very important. And having those dates was important for the for the historical references, as well as just the leading up time that um, takes that it takes to get to that point. Um, and really dealing with every single day of her life is important as a reader to understand that this is how she lives her life is how her family lives her life and Paloma's story takes place day by day and it's important for readers to understand that and then at the end when you know we have this point where it's like years later in the 1920s now mm -hmm. um looking back I mean July 25th was the day that the invasion happened and then Tw then you know, twenty several twenty something years later, you have January twenty July twenty fifth again, and it's like, wow, so much time has passed, but so little has changed. What challenges or even joys do you find um, writing the in the diary format from the perspective of a twelve year old girl? I think I mean when I was a twelve year old girl, I was writing diaries all the time, so. <laughs> It was really fun to get to tap into that um, mode I again. I doing that. <laughs> but it didn't always work out. <laughs> yes, it was fun to kind of tap into that mindset of a 12-year-old girl and think, what would I write in a diary when I was 12 years old? What was that like? And, and what was that experience like? What would I write about? And that's how it turned out. So I'm really glad I, I did it that way. Yeah, that's that's so cool. I know, I know. One of my daughters likes to keep a diary. I'm not sure if she writes every day, but uh, I know that the other one tried to do it, but was not very consistent. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> but she's very consistent, you know, Paloma, mm -hmm. with what she wants to express and what she's thinking and feeling at the time she's writing. Yeah. Yes, and, and you see time passing as she's going through and she's, from the beginning, you see her kind of these ideas and these percolating thoughts of a song and this hope she has for her island. And as you, you keep going through the story, you see, oh, this is how she sees the world. And so she sees the island and this is how she sees the optimism of the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very true. And I noticed, you know, how you incorporated like the elements of music, uh, nature, especially because of the island and family mm -hmm. into Paloma's story. What do you think that that represents to her and to the people of Puerto Rico? Well, I think all of those elements are so important to Puerto Rico. I mean, 
music is so critical to how we express ourselves um, as Puerto Ricans, especially, you know, in Latin America in general, music is such a big part of our culture. Um, and family is a very important, important element of who we are. It tells us where we come from and who we're going to be. And, and it's a really big lifeline for a lot of us. And nature, I mean, Puerto Rico is such a beautiful island. It's a beautiful oh, place. It is so, <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is. So for, for me to, how would I do this without expressing her love for nature and, you know, the birds and the coqui and, and all the music that's around her, honestly, because there's music in the waves and in the ocean and the rustling of the palm trees. Like there's music everywhere in Puerto Rico. So just tapping into that was really important. Yeah, I think that comes across really well. I think you did a very excellent job with that. <laughs> Thank you. So I was wondering, do you have any specific knowledge about this time period in Puerto Rican history? Or do you have to research on the historical and cultural aspects of the story? Yeah, so honestly, I didn't know a whole lot about the Spanish-American War at the time, um, especially not Puerto Rico's role in the entire piece. It's interesting because it's not so traditionally taught in school, in history lessons. This Puerto Rico's um, story within Spanish-American War is not really told as easily or as traditionally. And it, it was an eye-opening experience for me. It's a piece of history that not enough people know about. And so I had to do a lot of research. Yes, I did a lot of research. I have to thank the Newark, New Jersey Public Library. They gave me access to so many resources and books and, you know, articles about the Spanish-American War and how Puerto Rico became involved with it and how Puerto Rico became a U.S. colony as part of the war and everything that happened thereafter. It was so educational for me. It, it, it was an eye-opening experience. It's true because I... I don't remember like going into detail in school when I learn about the Spanish-American War. And you yeah, know, exactly. a lot of people don't even know that Puerto Rico is part of the United States and that Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. Absolutely. I, I have a friend from Puerto Rico who sometimes people say, so when do you come to the U.S.? And are you an immigrant? I'm like, no, I get so upset. <laughs> You say, I'm not an immigrant. <laughs> we are U.S. citizens. Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens. And it's so important that we learn that history. But people don't know it. You're absolutely right. 54% of U.S. citizens do not know that Puerto Rico is part of the U.S. and that Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So when you were doing your research, did you start thinking about what Paloma would look like and how you would develop that character? Sure. So like I mentioned, music was definitely going to be a big part of her character. I thought that was really important that she had a creative outlet. Um, I think this, the setting was really important to me as well. Um, I looked up photos and um, illustrations from Puerto Rico during that time. Um, I was able to track some down. And, you know, I found photos of people, the women making mundillo lace and farmers harvesting sugarcane and coffee, people in marketplaces in Ponce and San Juan and what people looked like, what their houses looked like. And all of that was critical to the authenticity of the book. I wanted to show the reader what Paloma was seeing on every page. 
when she's writing is you can get into her head and and also her heart like how she's feeling yeah what she's thinking and you can feel the fear that she has in one of the scenes in the book yeah yeah you see her dreams yeah exactly yeah what was the most challenging part of writing the story Ooh, um, I think it was really difficult to really make it clear. I think the challenge was to make it clear that like different characters have their own beliefs on the future of Puerto Rico, what it should be, right? So I wanted to make it very clear that there are divisions in, people are very divided on the island and then and now even on the future of the island. What should it be? What should the future be? So for example, Paloma's family is influenced by the owner of the finca, um, Don Antonio, and they see the U.S. as kind of the savior for Puerto Rico by freeing the island from Spain's control, right? And then you have Doña Celia, who's more skeptical. (laughs) She's a skeptic. And she's reminding Paloma's family about the history of the island's indigenous people, our languages, our people, the Tainos, and how their language and culture were erased by the Spanish. And then you have Paloma, the optimist, who wants to see independence for Puerto Rico. And I thought it was really important to see that difference, that everyone has a different kind of point of view and that it's very strong points of view. Yeah, and it's interesting to see all those points of view in the same story, because like you said, that is still a struggle for people on the island. Yeah. How they perceive their connection to the U.S. It's a very complicated and complex situation, and there are very strong feelings from all sides. So have you visited Puerto Rico? I have. I have. Um, It's interesting because as a kid, we would visit my grandfather, my abuelo. He had a farm in Aguadilla, Puerto Rico, on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And I still remember a lot of what it was like to see Puerto Rico from a child's eyes. And it was I was really inspired by that and drew from those experiences when I was writing Paloma's experience and what her narrative was. You know, listening to the cookie frogs singing at night and playing with the goats on the farm, the food, like you said, the music, and experiencing the extraordinary landscape of the island with all five senses. And I really wanted to make sure that that was very clear and evident in the book that people reading this book can take that away when they're reading it. I've been to Puerto Rico many times since. Um, I was just there, actually, in May. So, yeah. Were you visiting family? We visited family. We did a whole West Coast tour. So we got to see some areas I had not seen before. And it was incredible. We just had an incredible time. Where do you go? I'm curious because we saw 90% of the island. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So which part um, of yeah. the West Coast do you go to? So we started in, oh gosh. So we went to, we started in Aguadilla. We came into Aguadilla, drove down to La Parguera, Went on the boat ride to see the um, bioluminescent bay and we got to see the stars. The stars were so incredible at night when you get to see it way out in the bay where there's nothing else to see. And it's just the stars illuminate. It's beautiful. And then from there, we went to Mayagüez. We went to San Sebastián, to La Gozalandia which was incredible. The waterfalls there are so amazing. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So we got to see that. 
we went to um San Germán we went we went all over the the west coast we really did it yeah (laughs) I never want to leave when I go either (laughs) (laughs) oh that is wonderful do you get to speak Spanish when you go um my family tries to get me to speak more Spanish when I go yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I know Paloma you know says some of her words are in Spanish Mm -hmm. when she's thinking or talking I felt it was really important to include the language in the story as well so young readers can kind of take away a couple of words or phrases from that and there is a dot glossary at the end of the book too so Mm -hmm. students can or students or readers of any age can learn some some Spanish language and I think it's a good age for young children to identify with the character. Like she's not too young, but she's not too old. It's like the right age. Definitely. She's very relatable to a lot of different age groups. And I think it's nice that it's easily readable. It's not like it's a really long book, but it tells a lot in such a short amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> you packed a lot in, yes. <laughs> yeah. Are all the characters in this series around that age? I believe they're all about 12 years old. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different time frames. I think there's one from World War II. There's there's one from current times. I think there's another one from Taino, Taino times as well, which is like way back, which is great. They're showing that. I think it's just great that the Smithsonian is putting a spotlight on Latino stories and Latinx stories. I think it's so important for Latina children to see themselves as the as a stars of their own story and see themselves on the cover of a book. I mean, come on. I mean, you don't see that every day. When I was a kid, I did not see characters who looked like me on the cover of a book. Yeah. So it's amazing that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast, too, to let people know that our stories are important, that our kids need to know about them, because we contribute a lot to the richness of American literature. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's very important, that people know that we have stories that matter, that are important, and that enrich the culture of this country. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I know that you chose your favorite scene from the story, from the novel. Yes. So I picked a scene from the story. Um, This is from kind of the beginning-ish. It's a point in which Paloma has been to the marketplace and she's seen a whole new world of um, Ponce. And so this is a little bit of of a, a sneak peek into what the book is like. The serenade of the coqui would have been enough to sing me to sleep. I was so tired. But as I was heading to bed, Papi approached with his tiple. One song before bed, he asked. He knows I can't resist singing along to his music. My sleepy eyes lit up. With a smile, Papi tilted his head, motioning for me to follow him outside. Should we play something new tonight, he asked tuning the metal strings and the light from the lantern. Papi plucked a melody, and I hummed along. The song didn't have words. We sang, little lie, little lie, instead. Music is the language my father and I speak to each other best. This song sounds hopeful, I said. And yet, 
Puppy looked sad. Worries about what the war will bring are taking a toll on him, I think. Maybe you can think of some words for this tune and write them down near the audio, Poppy suggested with a small smile. That night, the tune played again and again in my head as I rocked myself to sleep in my hammock. I danced to it in my dreams. All right. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, you can see that they have a strong relationship, a strong bond. Yep, definitely. I think it was really important to showcase that too. You don't always see that very often either, the father and the daughter relationship and Latino stories. Yeah, it's usually, you know, sometimes the father doesn't agree with the daughter's choices or, mm -hmm. or they're always sometimes non-existent relationship. They're more yeah. mostly in the background. So that was very good. And I, I could feel as I was reading your story, the stress of puppy not coming back from the market. Oh, wow. Need to come back from the market. <laughs> oh, wow. That means so much to me. Because I know that Paloma was very concerned and she was stressed. You know, she was waiting for Papi to come back. It means so, so much to me that you really identified and were able to get that emotion from it. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was very emotional about it. <laughs> I, I get very invested in uh, the books I read and the characters. <laughs> so That's, that's amazing. Cool. How do you hope your book will inspire young readers to learn more about Puerto Rico and its history? Wow. I think, I think I'd like young readers to want to learn more about their heritage, no matter where they're from, uh, where their heritage it originates. I think, I think it's important to know where you come from and be proud of where you come from. I mean, as a kid going to Puerto Rico, as a, you know, as a child and knowing that I come from this amazing extraordinary island that made me proud to be Puerto Rican as a kid and still today and knowing that is so fulfilling and it makes me really proud so I hope other readers young readers get to learn a bit about their culture and and get more interested in learning about it so that's what I hope yeah and I think it's important that kids feel proud of where they come from, proud of their heritage, their culture, their language. That too, yeah. Uh, when is the book coming out? It comes out on August 1st. So only about a little more than a month <laughs> to go. Yeah. Oh my God, how are you feeling? <laughs> Nervous. <laughs> it's, it's anxiety producing for sure. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm sure. Have you seen the, the actual book? Have they sent it to you? Is it already printed? And I, I haven't seen it in person yet. Oh my gosh, no. I reached out to my editor and I was like, when am I going to see this book? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're keeping you in suspense, huh? They are keeping me very much in suspense. Oh, uh, that's not fair. <laughs> no, it's not. It's so hard. Um, but when I did see the um, the version, the PDF version, I was teary-eyed. It was so beautiful, and I was amazed by how beautiful it looked. So I I'm I think I'll cry many tears when I see the artificial book. <laughs> I think so. You just wait until you see <laughs> your hands. <laughs> yes, definitely. Because it's going it's going to feel like uh, you gave birth to a baby, you know. It's a birthday baby. Yeah, it's uh, a birthday yeah, book. Yeah. Book birthdays, yes. Yeah. 
So it it'll be very emotional, but very exciting, you know. And I saw the cover mm -hmm. sent me and it's absolutely beautiful. So the the artist is very good. I think. She did an amazing job. Amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I liked it very much. Well, the book is Paloma Song for Puerto Rico, a diary from 1898 by Adriana Erin Rivera. Please go to your favorite streaming platform and write a review of Latino Book Chat Podcast. We appreciate all the support you can give us to continue to grow the podcast. You can purchase a copy of Adriana's book at our online store at nicagal.com. A girl from Nicaragua, nicagal.com, N-I-C-A-G-A-L.com. Adriana Erin Rivera, thank you so much for chatting with us today on Latino Book Chat. It has been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. This is so fun. Thank you for joining us today. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at latinobookchat.com. Please subscribe on your favorite platform. Whatever you're listening to us today, please give us a positive review and as many stars as possible. Sharing the show will help it grow and continue to come to you. Thank you for your support. Hasta pronto. Latino Book Chat is a production of Nicagal Media. Today's episode was hosted, produced, and edited by Christian Meneses Jacobs.